Welcome back to the QEH podcast, the place to find out more about the school and to connect with staff, pupils and parents at a deeper level. Each week we'll be interviewing people within the QEH community, asking them questions and spending time understanding more about them and more about the school. Now in this episode, we're speaking to someone who's been working at the school for a long time. I'm sure you'll know who it is. It's none other than Liz Davis. Now, I met Liz earlier this year when I was in school and I clocked how much she knew about the school going back in time and I was super keen for her to be on this podcast. I asked her, she was a little bit apprehensive, as most people are coming onto the podcast by the way, but she said yes and I'm so pleased that she did. Liz explains what life was like at QEH when she first joined, what some of the changes are that she's seen in that time, what things have stayed the same and what some of the challenging parts are to her role. That's all coming up in this episode, so take my hand and come with me now as we step into what is arguably the absolute central heart of the school. It's the office of Liz Davis. Liz, thank you for being here and welcome to the QEH podcast. How are you today? Um, I'm fine today, a little bit more exciting than usual because it's uh, the day of the A-level results. So school's been pretty busy this morning. Lots of all the um, year 13 have come in to collect their results and um, lots of people about, which is very unusual for the summer holidays because it's usually just like a building site and plenty of workmen. But today it's plenty of people. Well, of course, lots of work does often happen during summer holidays when the pupils and the students aren't there at all. But today, like you say, a very special day. And of course, we've been reading in the news today and people, when they listen to this, they'll remember back a couple of weeks. But we've been hearing in the news how the A-level results generally are lower than the last two years because of pandemic and things like that. Is that the same at QEH this year? I'm only aware of an overall picture because I haven't checked generally but I think the majority of the pupils have got their choice of university so not very many disappointed people at all. Anyway Liz let's talk about you for a moment because I hear the word on the street is that you've been at the school for a fair few years. Tell us how long you've been at QEH for. Well I've just been checking and I think it is actually 33 years, 33 I think it is. Um, I started in actually right at the end of term in December 1988. But so my official start date really is um, the beginning of the spring term 1989. So uh, a very long time. I'm looking back, I I came for an interview on the penultimate Thursday of term um, in the afternoon. And I was offered the job about two hours later. And they just said, can you start on the Monday? (laughs) and um, I think the reason was that they'd asked if I'd done my Christmas shopping and I said I had which was not true so I'm pretty sure that's why I'm here because I'd lied about the Christmas shopping. (laughs) Wow look at that amazing absolutely amazing so 1988 slash 1989 I think we can call that 88 just for the extra year so that is what 33 coming on 34 years ago then isn't it yeah yes afraid so yes 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 it was um yeah though i i still think that that week was a sort of a bit of a nightmare week and learning a lot of things but the actual getting on you know getting started was really the start of the spring term so and and i've looked back to what was happening at that time I've looked at 1989, really, which seems to be a very auspicious year for lots of exciting events. So um, maybe maybe we'll go with that. Oh, so what was happening in the world then in sort of 1988, 1989? 
Well, I think uh, it was the um, the Berlin Wall came down. But the other thing that um, I remembered is that um, when I looked it up, that the Game Boy, which was a very, very old device, which many parents probably remember, was first marketed in that year. And, wow. Um, uh, was it was thought to be a. It was relatively expensive and thought to be a, you know an innovation, and um, all the kids wanted to have them, including mine. So that's what I remember. Liz, you mentioned your own children there. Tell us a little bit about them. I mean, how old are they at the moment, and how old were they back in eighty eight, eighty nine? If they were born by then, of course. Oh, they were. Um, they are now. Um, well, I have five children. They range from. I think probably, uh, let me think, 48 is the oldest and 39 is the youngest. So when I started, I had one son who was in what was called the second form then, the equivalent of year eight, uh, one daughter at, at Redmaids in the fourth form, year 10. And then I had a, my next son, he was due to start, well, to take the entrance exam and hopefully start uh, the following September. And then I had a daughter in primary school and a son in infants. So quite a lot. Gosh, wow. And what was it like then with your, I think you said your eldest son was at QEH at the time that you joined. I mean, was it good for you to be working in the school when he's there as well? I mean, how did he feel about that? How did you feel about that? I, I pointed it out when I came for interview and said, would it be a problem? And they thought, no, that it would be um, an advantage because it means you're more likely to be supportive of school he hated it he he wouldn't speak to me he wouldn't even travel to and from in the car if he could help it and um i mean it was as if i didn't exist but um i think uh yes he, he wasn't keen and and who was it that interviewed you at the time it was the bursar the first bursar that we had um jim parker and he'd he joined the school not all that long before uh, a couple of years before i think because all our admin previously was done by Bristol Municipal Charities at a central location in Orchard Street. And um, he was our first bursar, so he, he interviewed me, yes. Gosh. And who was the head at that time, back in 88, 89? It was um, Richard Glidden, and he joined in 1986, I think. So again, he'd not been here very long when I joined. But I didn't join as, as head secretary, as it was called then. I, I joined as what's called the staff secretary. And I only worked between two and three hours a day every morning. So um, that was, a, it was sort of eased into the working. Well, this was my first job of going back to work after well, my youngest was six. So um, it was, it was an easing in really, but it, it gradually crept up. And I didn't become, I'm trying to think of the year that, uh, yeah, well, the secretary that was, well, head secretary at the time when I joined, uh, she stayed on. She didn't retire till 1998-ish in November. I think she was only the second person ever to have that role because the school weren't awfully keen on employing admin staff. So she she was, I'm pretty sure, the second head, head secretary. And um, she was going to retire. She said she was going to retire in the November of eight, 1988. And I, um, I said I didn't want that role and I didn't want to apply so they advertised it and we had some people for interview but they decided that they'd prefer that I did it and um, so uh, ever since then I've been heads PA and I only worked with Richard Lydon for 
well, about two years really as his as his PA. So, and then Stephen Holiday joined in two thousand. Okay, so Liz, let's just jump back then to to that time when you joined, because you said that this was you coming back into work having had children, and of course. I think a lot of the people who are listening to this right now will be working parents who might be going back to work having had children, whether they've had five children or, or just one uh, or more than five, of course. Do you remember how it felt at the time to be going back to work when you had children who were, well, aged six to, what's that, six to 14, did you say? 14, I think? yeah. Yes, almost 14, yeah. It was um, all right as long as everybody was fit and well. Um, I am the problems that always occur when they they decide to be ill or they catch mumps and break their collarbone. I think that happened quite soon after. At the same time, actually, mumps and the collarbone at the same time. And I think um, those were the difficult times, really. But because it was not many hours each day, it was manageable, um, as I say, as long as everything was going well. And do you think that being in a school environment would be more more accommodating for those kind of family situations instead of if you'd gone to work in, say, the banking sector or oil and gas or whatever? I haven't really thought about that. I don't know because, as I said, there weren't many admin staff at the time. And I think, um, you know, most, most of the, I suppose they were used to dealing with teachers and um, any absence that had to happen then because of family situations. But so I don't think it was particularly accommodating. Uh, I think the time had to be made up if I if I had any time off. But fortunately, it it didn't happen too often. So tell us a bit then about what things you've noticed have have changed between life at QEH in the late eighties and life at QEH in twenty twenty two. I mean, there's been lots of major changes in the theatre was just being built when I first came. Saturday school still existed, and that was abolished in I think around about 1996 we had quite a few boarding pupils when I first joined and um, that closed in 2008 finally but there was just the last few boarders then junior school opened and obviously the most recent thing that we've taken girls in the sixth form so there's been some fairly major changes like big events, really. Tell us what you remember then about when, or the most recent big change, when the girls were uh, admitted to the sixth form. I mean, tell us what you remember about the conversations that were being had. And I don't just mean conversations with the, the school staff, but, you know, how the parents felt at the time and how maybe some of the alumni felt about it that you may have spoken to as well. So quite a bit of research was done with other schools that had gone the same route and um, not not local schools. I think they went a bit further in field and visited a few schools that had done this. So uh, that was the initial working party that discussed it all. But to be honest, I can't remember that there was much discussion with parents about, um, you know, what their feelings were. And I don't remember much negative feedback from them when it started. Then there was other really quite elderly old Elizabethans who wished that it had been like they'd had a co-ed sixth form when when they were here. So there was, you know, both ends of the, the scale. I mean, a lot of discussion went around practicalities of, of how it would all work. And um, I can remember many, many discussions about the changing rooms and how that would happen. And But I, I can't remember that there was a huge amount of opposition to it mostly positive I think. And I have to ask this your your own children who came to the school what did they think about it? They weren't here they they obviously left by then uh, uh, 
I think they would have thought it was a very good thing. I mean, from what they say now, yes, I think I think they think that QEH now is is very different from uh, QEH when when they were here. But actually, I have one grandson in the junior school. He's he's been in year five and he's just going into year six, and another one joining in September. So that they obviously must feel that um, QEH has changed for the better and uh, is uh, you know what, where they want to send their own children. So that's. That's positive. Gosh, I hadn't realised that. So some of your own children came to QEH and now also your grandchildren. That that That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Yes. 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 Just shows I've been here rather rather too long, I think. <laughs> Liz, it just means you joined the school when you were very, very young. That's what it means. Just a child, yes. Just a child. <laughs> I'd love to ask, when some of the alumni, when the old Elizabethans come back into school, what are the parts of the school, that the actual physical parts of school that they get most excited about seeing again? All of them have to go outside and have a look at the yard. And I think... Uh, if they come back with their partners, they always take them. They always want to take them outside and show them where where they kicked football around in the yard. And then we look at um, obviously the schoolroom and the dining room, and they're very keen to see all the boards, the honours boards, and the people they remember and the names they remember. And then we always have to go down and have a look at the photos, and they can find themselves and go through all the staff and um, make a few comments. Not always positive. And um, yes, it, it nearly always follows that pattern. Isn't that funny that the yard is one of the main things? Because, I mean, there are some, you know, I don't want to speak badly about the yard at all, but there are some amazingly beautiful parts of school life. I wouldn't say that the yard is one of those points. What, what is it about the yard that people remember? I think they think they look back and see it as a huge area that they were in. And when they come back and they think, well, it's not, not quite as I remember it, but... Um, Obviously, you know, they, they look at um, the new classrooms and the science block and the new science building and they're very interested in that, but they just always, always have to have a look at the yard. Mm. Isn't that funny? And, and I think even, I know from those who come to look at the junior school, even the juniors are, are quite keen to see what the yard looks like and where they're going to play. So perhaps that's the important part. Perhaps looking back, many years ago that it was very strict regime when when some of the old boys come back and they see the that the time in the yard was very enjoyable where they could be out and free for a little while and not quite so under strict rules no of course liz what would you say has been some of the challenging parts of doing your job over the last 33 34 years challenging uh well i'm not awfully keen on inspections because when they come they they uh require a huge amount of preparation and then a very tense few days but fortunately they always come out with good results they're quite hard I mean I've, I've only been only been doing the heads bit I've only been doing this role since 22 years so not quite as long so I mean the important thing is obviously routines tend to stay the same but actually was it the most challenging part if I go back a step is that I did admissions as well as being the heads PA for until about 2010 and so that was pretty hectic so um, I was responsible for admitting for all the admissions inquiries and making you know visiting parents and pupils also including when we recruited for the junior school so I not only had this role I had I did all that as well that was quite busy Uh, but I think the worst time was when they uh, decided to advertise for new deputy head um, in the middle of January, which was right in the middle of the entrance exam. 
process. And we and in those days, we most applications were dealt with. This was about two thousand and five. They were dealt with with letters, and we we wrote letters to everybody and posted letters. So we had about seventy applications to be deputy head, and all communication was was via letter. And uh, at the same time, we'd had the two Saturdays of entrance exams and all the results had to be sent out for that as well. And uh, it was quite a busy time. I don't remember having it quite as busy as that since, but I'm sure it's, you know, that was... That was busy. Yeah, I can appreciate how busy that must have been because, you know, entrance exams aren't the kind of things you can just leave for a month or two months and come around to those in March. And clearly when people are applying for a significant role in the senior leadership team like that, then that's exactly the same. Gosh, okay. And then more positively, what would you say have been some of the really enjoyable parts over over the last 30 odd years? Well, I just think the the community at QEH is a fantastic place to work and... and, um, the pupils and the staff are just really supportive to each other and, and it's a great community and uh, thoroughly enjoyed working here and uh, it's a little bit difficult to decide when to go. Obviously, I have to bear it in mind, but um, it's very difficult to make that actual decision. I'm thinking uh have to be soon. Well, good question, actually. What, what do you think you'll be doing in the next 30 years of your career then? I'm not not sure. I, I think it is time to retire because um, my office uh, overlooks the yard. And um, one day, uh, one of the junior school pupils peering in my window and he said to his friend, there's an old lady in that room. And then he, they decided to call a few others over and, and they all had a little look through the window at this very old lady in there. So that must be must be time to think about retirement. I think uh, I, I think I might need to think about moving house and I think that'll be more challenging than anything I've done in, uh, in the past 30 years that I've been here so um, that, that I haven't really got any thoughts about um, I've got one son who lives in Sydney and um, I've always said that we'll go and, go and visit but no plans to do it just yet but I think no I haven't I haven't got any definite plans well whenever that time comes I'm sure that you're going to be missed by a number of people within the school certainly having walked around the school and spoken to people in school people who work at the school some of the pupils in the school it seems like everybody knows who Liz Davis is so Liz thank you very much for being here thank you for talking to us and opening up your world and explaining to the QEH community what it's like to have worked in the school for all of that time thank you so much thank you bye bye So that was Liz Davis talking all about life at the school over the years. Thank you so much for your time, Liz. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being here for this. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.